Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We are live here at the Axos Advisor Service Conference, Focus on the Future, in Denver, Colorado. And we have Lou Tranquilli, who's the founder and leader at Tranquilli Financial Advisors. They're an independent, full-service financial firm located in the historic town of Clinton, New Jersey. Welcome, Lou. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Uh, let's start out with what drew you to be a financial advisor. What were some of your influences? Oh, uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, it started uh, re- genuinely when I was uh, 10 years old. I would read the Newark Star-Ledger sports section. Uh, and back back then, uh, the sports section ended with the stock listing, the daily stock pricing. So the bid, the ask, the close. I didn't know exactly what I was looking at. Uh, but every day I would I would take a look and I mentioned to a friend of mine that I would I would do that. Uh, she said, "Well, my dad is into stocks. Maybe you should talk to him." So I did, and he introduced me to how to read the stock page after reading the entire sports section. So it was uh, it was just something that I picked up on. Always had an interest in, uh, like I said, starting off early. And I think what might be of interest is I was driven to be a financial advisor by the fact that I caught on fire twice and almost blew up once. Uh, so I had not, right, uh, and for those listening, uh, there's a great face being made as I explain that. <laughs> the um, the uh, the way it goes is I come from a very uh, blue-collar background. Uh, my father was a truck driver, my brothers are welders. Uh, oldest brother had me working with him. Uh, I caught on fire uh, first time uh, my shirt caught on fire, he put me out. Second time my pant leg caught on fire, Uh, I put myself out that time, and the third time, which sent me off to college, which I had not expected to do so, uh, was nearly uh, blowing up. So I had a couple of words to say about uh, continuing on with my welding career, uh, which will not be repeated here. But the uh, (laughs) bottom line is I I went off and and started looking at what what ultimately I could uh, work as, uh, and it... uh, evolved into being a financial advisor, which just was a lucky break. Really. And you've been that for how long? 31 years. That's a while. It is. Uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that as well. I've seen a, a lot of changes. And you focus on a lot of things, but a lot of your focus is on small business owners. Uh, well, it's actually on uh, people that may have owned a business at one point, but have come out of that or, or the corporate. Uh, i had the advantage of after uh, college working with my two older brothers uh, who are the welders and they said come and help us run our company i wanted to go to wall street spent a couple of years with them uh, and that was great lesson that i still apply these days Uh, and with that lesson ultimately did start to work with small business owners but evolved that into uh, former small business owners, people have looked to uh, exit the business or have worked for corporations. So are you working with them through the transition of exiting their business into something? Several times I have done so, and, and that's yeah. part of the reason that in watching them sell their businesses that I, uh, I really transitioned away from focusing on those small business owners into some other niche markets, but also uh, primarily working with uh, families on their wealth, new wealth, 
that uh, they may not know exactly what to do with, how to handle it. It's something that they didn't expect. Maybe they're blue collar as well. Uh, executives that have just put their time in at uh, corporations and uh, they look up after their 31 years of work and say, wow, uh, now what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's you've, Speaking of fires, you've had to have been a fire person this year for those families as we had 10 years of great markets and this year has been really challenging. How's, how's that been for you? That's a great question because uh, I am the, uh, we'll say the, the regular beater of the drum that uh, we have to look at both sides of things. Uh, it's not just how much money you make, but take a look at how you protect that once you've made it. And I'm a big fan of saying uh, that you haven't made anything if you don't sell. Uh, that's it, it looks good on paper, but uh, once you sell, then you've, you've actually realized that those profits, that's a good thing. Uh, so along the way, uh, put in pieces that uh, we can't say always because, of course, compliance won't allow us to say always, and I respect that. However, I can say that we put in pieces that have allowed for realizing those profits along the way. Uh, so this year, while a challenge, not quite the challenge I think that it would be if I were just indexing over the last 10 years and just saying, let, let the market be efficient, let it, let it take your money upward. There, there have been uh, plenty of, I think, uh, uh, fair warnings along the way getting to 2022 uh, uh, market-wise. Um, speak, you also work expertise of working alongside women. And I think that's been a long time that's been, you've been doing that. So talk about working in that segment. Well, uh, just, uh, it's, it's again, something that is a focus that we'll say it was just by accident. Uh, I, I've had someone I was referred to, or she was referred to me going through a divorce. Uh, this is going back to 2008. And obviously that was a challenging uh, time in investing as well. She had, she had been married for a couple of decades and really wasn't involved in the family finances. So when referred to me, she needed guidance, education, I'll say a level of, of respect that others may not have shown to someone who didn't work with money all of the time. So I had a business coach that I was working with, uh, went to her and said, you know, I went through this process with this, this person. It was really a challenge to her. She's learning all of these new things, talking with me why did I like this so much? And uh, she uh, had me fill in a, uh, a personality profile uh, and just came back that I really cared, and which was awfully nice because I felt like I, I cared. So it was validation to that. And one thing led to the next, and I just started speaking with uh, divorce attorneys about this, this work that I had uh, completed with this person. And from there, uh, referrals started. And I did focus on... Uh, women transitioning uh, through some challenging times and it could be any number of, of reasons they were challenging times and it's been very fulfilling and I, I think uh, uh, rewarding for everybody involved. It seems like no matter what segment you're involved in, there's a huge amount of education to increase their financial literacy. Is that a big part of your firm? Never ending is the is the way to, to respond to that. It, uh, it, it is something that we all need. Uh, I'm I'm the father of four, and my children, who've grown up with a financial advisor as you know, as their dad, uh, will say to me, uh, "This is just the benefit of having you as as our our parent." And 
the answer is uh, to, to go directly to that. Uh, yes, more education is 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 a good thing. Exactly why we're having this conversation right now. Um, a lot of advisors are really excited about the accumulation portion of working with people, and then they get to this event, and then there's the decumulation mm -hmm. portion. So it seems as though that doesn't scare you. Oh no, I, uh, I, it's just another part of the planning. It is, I think, increases the planning because we all understand that at some time we may be passing some of these assets along uh, to family members or to charity. The planning becomes more and more interesting. Uh, more than once I've had clients say to me, I don't know what I'll do with all of this. So we have to sit down and have some really great conversations about what what does this money mean? What does it mean to their family? What does it mean to their uh, extended family? What does it mean to their charitable uh, organizations that they may want to support? Every family is different, of course, but are there some commonalities that you see when you're working with families of how they talk about money, talk about it with generations and onward? There, yes, is the answer to that. We're still at the stage where we have the baby boomers not necessarily speaking to their family enough about their wealth. So that would be something that I would say is a common theme, that uh, they still are not passing along the information to their adult offspring and, uh, and giving them enough so that the kids or the extended family, it's not always uh, their children, don't know enough uh, how to handle that money back to that education. So there have to be conversations around what do you want to see happen with your wealth if unfortunately you weren't here, pick a date, uh, kind of uh, looking forward. So it, it's, it's a great conversation to have with them. It's a bit uh, humbling to them because they, you are talking about ultimately not, not being here to, to listen to this conversation. Uh, but it's also something that uh, just recently had a couple go through the, the entire conversation. Uh, and it was a challenge to, as a couple to really to have the conversation. And they're baby boomers and just, just who I'm describing. However, they got through it. And there was a big thank you at the end of that, that you, you, you pushed us through this in a good way to complete this. And now we know what's happening. It feels really comfortable. We'll just live and, and know things are taken care of. So now you have to have two hats. You have the hat where you know how to talk to the baby boomers. And now the next gen is a completely different thing. There's the phones, there's the instant gratification, there's their, I'm gonna invest, I'm gonna take all this money and put it in crypto. And <laughs> I've never heard that. A, but I mean, that's a joke, I've heard that. That's yeah. a, I'm sure. That's a, <laughs> so how are you transitioning your brain from something that's been so familiar into something that's newish? Well, uh, just, I'll say, promoting this podcast uh, and the theory behind it and all those that listen to them, constant education. Uh, as, a, as an advisor, it, I would say, is easy enough to say, this is my group or this is my age bracket that I work with and just, we'll say, walk through life with them and, and working with them. I'm professionally more interested than that. Yeah. So the conversation around the younger generation and something that uh, we're working on as we speak at Tranquility Financial Advisor is putting together an advisory board made up of under 30-year-olds so that uh, we speak 
their language. It's not what we want to tell them. It's what they need to hear and understand. So uh, we've had an advisory board in the past, uh, took the same approach, not made up of under 30-year-olds, uh, but made up of, of baby boomers, and they have been just amazing. That started about a decade ago, and uh, the, the time that they put in with Tranquility Financial Advisor is part of the reason that I'm comfortable, uh, comfortable and confident sitting here with you having this conversation. They uh, really reinforced a lot of what our direction was, so to answer your question directly on the next generation, it's it's speaking with them and, and gathering their opinions from them through an advisory board that will tell us what we need, how we need to speak to them, what information do they need delivered. And not only how you speak to them, but what are you going to do with your firm for the next 10 to 20 years? How are you going to build it from here? Well, it's a great question because, again, uh, I have to think that through. I'm a planner after all, right? Right, so right, right. The... Uh, the plans are in place to grow the, the firm, to bring in uh, multiple people to be uh, the next generation. Uh, fortunately for me, uh, I just happen to be a system and process kind of person. So I've been able to really expand the business as we'll, we'll say initially a one man gang. However, I have a team behind me now and we are team oriented. I've hired uh, my first full-time person, and he's been with me for just under a year now. That's been outstanding, and uh, we're already in the process of looking at who is next. And uh, I'm just the kind of person that once we get started on this, uh, it'll go fast. I'll, I'll be I'll be in a hurry to say, uh, why are we not there yet? Kind of yeah. thing. So. yeah, you're not you're not an old person, but you have to be getting the question from the younger people. What happens if you're not here anymore? Well, back to being a planner. Said, All <laughs> right. right. Well, it has, I'm talking about clients with that, so I have to think about it myself. Uh, right. Well, the business runs smoothly. I am a believer in using third-party asset managers for client money, so it's not Lou Tranquilly or anybody on my team sitting behind a computer deciding what is purchased day-to-day. So client investment would stay in place as they are right now. So if I was not available to pick up the phone for any reason, no longer here or just incapable, uh, we'll say incapacitated to do so, there are uh, uh, written uh, detailed instructions as to what happens for Tranquility Financial Advisor clients. There's no newspapers anymore. So I, people are finding out on Center that Aaron Boone just hit 60 home runs yesterday. And maybe Aaron flipping Judge. Aaron Judge, Judge Aaron Judge, um, and flipping to CNBC and young person. What would you tell that person who wants to become an advisor? How to go? How to, can they go about it? Well, that's a great question. Again, uh, it's it's the greatest job ever. Uh, you have to start off caring about others. Uh, it's not something, in my opinion, that you do as soon as you leave school. That you you need to come to work for a Tranquility Financial Advisor and be willing to put in those three, four, five years building up a knowledge base or even outside industries. Uh, I've talked about it with several people. It's okay. Go go work somewhere else. Uh, I think some of the best financial advisors I've met along the way uh, and, and, and guilty as charged have made mistakes early in life uh, financially. So you learn from those mistakes uh, and in learning and getting some mileage under you, you can then confidently move into a position of advising other people what to do with their money. So it's it, it's not an easy job to get started in. It, however, is a great job to do once you've worked through those difficult 
years that aren't so easy. Um, it's just like you said, I, I, I've said it time and again. Uh, if the New York football giants called me up and said, we'd like to make you our general manager, I'd say uh, thank you very much for the offer. But unless you give me all summer off and uh, add some extra commas and zeros to my income, <laughs> the answer is no, thank you. Uh, it, that's how much I love being a financial advisor. And it's not an easy job. You have the weight of people's financial dreams on you. That is correct. Uh, and I think a story would, would be appropriate right now. Uh, I don't feel that pressure because I'm confident in and that weight. I don't feel that because I'm confident in the process that we have. And that's been over the course of, of decades coming to that process. The story is going back maybe a decade or so ago. Uh, I had uh, I have four children and I uh, had my three boys with me. And the oldest was about 15 at the time. And I said, we have to stop by and see some uh, clients just to say hello. It was a, it was a, a casual visit. So uh, husband and wife team. And uh, he looks at my boys and says, uh, says to them that, uh, I'm retired because of your dad. Now, they're, the oldest is 15, so the, I think the youngest was eight or nine. We pile back in the car, and the question comes, what's retirement, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> so I give them a quick uh, an explanation that would fit both at a nine-year-old, uh, a 14- and a 15-year-old. But the point is that it's it's important work. So while there's there's weight to it, there's there are people that are looking to you for uh, good advice, not perfect advice, but good advice that they can work with and look forward with. Uh, uh, it's such important work that we do. And and every day to realize that and to have those conversations, it truly is a pleasure. Lou, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, thank you for the invite again and look forward to doing it again. To learn more about Tranquility Financial Advisor, visit lewistranquilly.com. Please follow us for all latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, the Power of Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.